fitness to farming, beer to business, and shooting to style. It's always entertaining, sometimes insightful, and never has a dull moment. You're listening to the Always Something Podcast. All right. What's going on with you today, my friend? So I was pretty disappointed that uh, Netflix is taking The Office off oh, December 31st. And I know The Office has been on Netflix like forever, mm-hmm. but it's one of those shows that I just really enjoy. And it's it's what it's kind of one of those shows where I feel like you don't have to invest a lot. You can just turn it on and it can be playing in the background or you can just jump in anywhere and it's enjoyable. And I really like it, and I'm a little disappointed they're just taking it off because it's one of my one of my go-to shows for just if I just want to watch something, I've got a few minutes, and I just want to throw something on. I'm washing some dishes or or doing something, and I'm like, hey, I'm just going to watch a, a show for a few minutes. I'm going to throw The Office on. You know what I hate about Netflix is they they got so they're producing their own movies and their own shows, and Netflix original, this, yes. that, and the other, and they got away from all the kind of mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't had Netflix in a while. We've been uh, stealing our my mother-in-law's account for years now, and when the Cuties documentary, or Cuties, mm-hmm. you know the Cuties thing? Mm-hmm. It's not a documentary, is it? It's a documentary or is it a show? I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. People were all upset about it because it was exploiting children or something along those lines. Yeah, it's like pedophilia, mm-hmm. something to that effect. So. Yes. Uh, she canceled her Netflix account, which mm-hmm. means I don't have Netflix anymore either. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a thing. I should cut her off my Hulu account. She uses my Hulu account. I used her Netflix account. Yeah. But I'm not getting anything out of this deal. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm going to miss I'm gonna miss The Office. I, I really am. And they've done this regularly. They, they switch out shows. I really hope they replace it with something good like Seinfeld or another good sitcom-based show. I... I just, I, I like that. I, I really do. I used to watch Family Guy and South mm-hmm. Park and all that on Netflix. And of course they went away. Uh, South Park went to Hulu for a while and they, they had some insane exclusivity deal. I forgot how many millions, $147 million or something to that effect that they paid to Viacom mm-hmm. who owns South Park uh, to, to, for the exclusivity rights. So they don't, they don't have South Park on any other platform. Well, now... HBO Max bought out South Park. Mm. So now Hulu doesn't have South Park. HBO Max does. So now I can't watch South Park. And we are in the 22nd, third season mm-hmm. now. And I'm very upset that I can't watch South Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to get HBO Max. That's what they're doing. And we've had this conversation at work before that, you know, cable TV was the way to go. There was antenna. You, you get two, four, and seven. Yep. And then, oh, look at this cable thing. It's reasonably priced and it's reliable and you get all the channels. And then everything's a whole bunch of commercials. So mm-hmm. then Netflix came out. Yep. They're like, hey, look at this. You can just watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. Just watch it. And then Hulu and, and all those that followed. And those started having commercials. Mm-hmm. So you're paying for a service and they're getting advertisement money. It's kind of bullshit. And then they switch the shows out that when you get involved in a long season... They switch it to another programming network, so then you have to buy that entity. Right. So eventually, Netflix, Hulu, all that will be one. Mm-hmm. And mark my words, they will all be one. All the streaming services, Disney Plus is going to buy them all out. Disney yeah. will buy them all out because they have more of money course. than anybody. Yeah. But they'll uh, they'll 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 um, they'll own everything, and there'll be commercials, and you'll be paying a hundred dollars a month for all these all the streaming services, and it'll mm-hmm. become exactly what cable is now. Yep. And not just cable, but satellite. And, you know, they came out with satellite. Same yep. thing happened there. 
So now we have DirecTV that's our friend's login that mm-hmm. we watch that on sometimes. Yep. But there's so many commercials because mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of normal TV. I usually watch a streaming service. Same and, here. And uh, there are so many commercials. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we should start doing commercials. We should. We'll start doing commercials. We should. Yeah. What do you want to do a commercial for? I don't know. So here's a... here's a <laughs> Carnival Cruise Line. Yes. Carnival we, Cruise We've talked in another episode about, <laughs> about cruises um, we can do Carnival Cruise Line. I notice that there's We're not a, a sponsor, by the way, yet. <laughs> there are YouTube channels that I follow. That's the other one. YouTube they, has tons of commercials. They have so many commercials on YouTube, and it's like a 15 minute, 20 minute YouTube channel. You want to see somebody's video? You're you're entertained by the stuff that they do. You're interested in it, and there's three or four commercials. In the middle of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I really like on YouTube is Be Amazed. You ever seen Be Amazed? No. Be Amazed is not a sponsor yet. But they have like instant karma situations in like 20 scariest places on the planet. And it's super entertaining. It's really good. Be Amazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one that my kid likes a lot? Bright Side. That's mm-hmm. another one too. They have a lot of the similar kind of content. But I was watching a video just the other day. Um, Shelby Church. She's got a couple different YouTube channels. She has like a vlog channel and she has a lot of her content is she's like reviewing products. Um, She's also talking about like how you make money on YouTube and Mm -hmm. how much money I made on YouTube in 2019 and stuff. It is insane the amount of money these people are making off of YouTube. uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. They were talking about how much uh, he was reacting. Joe Rogan, I think the video, Joe Rogan reacts to how much YouTubers make and like Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. He's one and my kids have talked about him before. And I'm like, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. He does like, I gave a homeless man a hundred thousand dollars in cash, like off the wall kind of stuff. But he gets so many millions of views. Like it pays for itself for him to do all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And he makes something like $77 million in YouTube. I'm going to look that up. Make sure that's right. I'm trying to remember. Cause he, they went through like the top. Are you looking it up? Yeah the top YouTube earners out there. And it is crazy the amount of money you can make. And you know, and I know I refer to Adam Carolla a lot. Um, he talks a lot about... So I've watched Mr. Beast ahead. before, and he is his net worth is $8 million. $8 million. Yeah. Can you look up what he makes a year? Like top... You, try to find the thing, same thing. It's like top YouTuber pay of 2019 or 18 or something like something to that effect. But Adam Carolla refers to syndication a lot when he was in the radio business because he's in the podcast business now. But when he was on the radio, I mean, syndication of like Loveline, the show that he was on with Mm -hmm. Dr. Drew. And uh, once you get syndicated, which basically means you're not just a local thing, you're going out to all the Fox affiliates or the NBC affiliates throughout the country. So you're on NBC across the country or whatever the case is. That's where you start making your money is syndication. So you you reach out to so many different people and so many different platforms and so many different locations that you can have 10 people in Western New York listening to you. You could have 10 people in Florida listening to you. You could have and they all add up. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you make your money because you're getting all those hits from so many different people. How many people are in the United States? 360 million, roughly. Mm -hmm. 
tap into 10% of that for this podcast, just for example. 10% of the, I mean, that's an astronomical number. You'd make an insane amount of money. What, 36 million? 36 million people is 10%. One per, try 1%. Mm-hmm. 1%. 3 million people to just listen to what you have to say. And these, that's how these people on YouTube do it because they get so much. Now, the algorithms that YouTube has to offer, they benefit people who they start to get a little bit of momentum. And then Netflix, or uh, sorry, not Netflix, YouTube, that makes their stuff pop up on everybody's screen once you get to that point. So it'd be really cool to get to that point. So this is Forbes. They're saying the number one YouTube earner is Ryan Kaji, K-A-J-I, Kahi? I'm not sure how you say the last name. All right. He uh, he earned $29.5 million in 2020. He has 2.2 billion views and 41.7 million subscribers. He's nine years old. <laughs> $29.5 million. $29 million a year on G- just on YouTube. And number two, this is 2020, Forbes. This is Forbes website. Number mm-hmm. two, Mr. Beast, Jimmy Donaldson, $24 million. 3 billion viewers, 4 point... Or View, f- views. Or 3 billion views, Okay. 47.8 million subscribers. He made $24 million 2020. 24... Okay, I was a little off when I said 77. Yep. I knew yep. it was really high. $24 million a year on YouTube. Yes. So now you take your YouTube... But the highest, and- the highest in 2020, the highest earning YouTube video mm-hmm. personality, whatever you want to call him is a nine-year-old at $29.5 million. What does he do? Who knows? I, I, I don't knows? know. But if you get you get that viral video, yep. we work closely with some people in the emergency services who have made a couple of TikTok videos. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. He, he drives up in his cooped-out charger, mm-hmm. and he drops his shades and says, it's Britney, bitch. Yeah. Have you seen that? That little TikTok that he's done? I've seen it. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen on the planet. He has some astronomical hundreds of thousands of views on that thing mm-hmm. because it got momentum. Yeah, Somebody liked it and shared it. Somebody liked it and shared it. Somebody liked it and shared it. Mm-hmm. It is amazing the momentum you can get in the, in the, with using the internet to, 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 to get going. So that being said, follow us, <laughs> follow us on Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash always something podcast instagram at always something podcast or you can email us always something podcast at gmail.com it is crazy if we could get a little bit of momentum i, uh, I mean could you imagine i think like, we need with to start the, a youtube channel with the i know we, we've talked about this before and mm-hmm. you know at this point in the game we're trying to keep our identities kind of secretive just because mm-hmm. of the the profession that we're in it's uh it's not that we're trying to hide what we're doing that so much as it could be detrimental to our careers if yep. we say something that's not conforming, politically correct. Conforming to the agenda of our agencies we work for. Exactly. And it's potentially dangerous. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I would love to get to the point where we wouldn't have to worry about that. If mm-hmm. we could, I, Dude, if we got to the point, I mean, we could put addition on the house and make a studio that's soundproof with the thing and do the YouTube. I mean, I'd be all in. I'm just cautious at this point to, mm-hmm. to try to let that out. But I mean, if we ever did get that kind of momentum, man, that would be, that'd be fantastic. But you know, I, to get, I feel like to get to that point, you have to monetize, mm-hmm. you have to um, diversify. So like the YouTube thing. And then, I, I mean, I really like using 
uh, Anchor as a, mm-hmm. as a platform for a podcast because it blasts out our podcast to Apple Podcasts now. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Spotify, of course, and those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Google Podcasts. There's, there's, a whole, there's some that I've never even heard of that it, it makes our podcast available to people. Search as you could type in new podcast of 2020. Although maybe we should have waited till January 1st because then we had a whole year to be the best podcast of 2021. Yeah. Uh, we started late in the game, so that's okay. But either way, uh, it would be pretty cool to get to that point. But it we'll would. see what happens with that. You know, the, 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 the and we've talked about this before briefly, but you know, the whole point of this podcast thing was wasn't necessarily to branch off and we're going to make a career out of podcasting. Mm-hmm. But it was more of an opportunity for us to just kind of hang out, chit chat, and talk about stuff. And we thought, I was, well, we we have so much experience in doing so many different things. Mm-hmm. It might benefit somebody out there, and it well, might not. But either way, we get to sit here and have a couple of beers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, enjoy each other's company. I was I was just gonna say that <laughs> I was I was just gonna say that as great as this sounds, and as much as as I look at some of these people, and and I think, man, they are making a career out of YouTube or out of podcasts, and there is money to be made. I've I've watched videos on this. I've done some research, and I'm like. There, there is a possibility to monetize this one way or another. That wasn't my initial intention. However, if there's anyone listening who would like to utilize us for... <laughs> we're available for YouTube collabs or podcasts. You know, send us a message on our Facebook, Instagram, or email, and we would be more than willing to meet up with you. There are several podcasts we follow. There are several YouTube channels we follow, and we are more than willing to. We'll work for money. No, we'll work for free. No, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. You know what? That's that's a that's a good segue into kind of our topic for the for the, the episode. You know, work for, work for free. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't appreciate the idea of that. Like, well, my time's worth money. I should be getting paid top dollar to do this thing X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. And what I think what people don't understand is the importance of volunteering your time for a cause. I totally agree with you. Working for free, there, there's something to be said for that. If you look at professional entrepreneurs or anybody Wait, in the business, say, say entrepreneur, entrepreneurs again. Entrepreneurs. Entre, on, say it on, again. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs. <laughs> So we had an this episode. Will be, this will be we had an episode with the bison. The bison bison. Oh, okay. So, anyways, there are professional entrepreneurs out I there too who are the microphone. Yeah. Start over. I'm sorry. That's that's okay. I think we should keep this right in there. Just keep it rolling, man. <laughs> Just keep this it is rolling. great. This is great. Don't cut this out. Okay. So, anyways, there's professional <laughs> entrepreneurs out there. Wait, what? Entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, there are business professionals. <laughs> Don't cut this out. This is great. This is great material. No, on, on, say it again. So there are professional business people out no, there. No, no, no. Say the ont- entrepreneurs. Entra. Entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You can't cut all this out. This is, you got to leave some of this in there so people will laugh. Um, I'm okay. Entra- Comic relief. You know what? We shouldn't even edit these episodes because some of this stuff is so great. Anyways, <laughs> so there are there are professional business coaches out there who say, uh, all right, I will say that I listen to Joe Rogan every morning. Part of my, I, I've mentioned this before. I, I follow Sean Whalen. I've, I've read his Make Shit Happen book. 
I follow his core four principles every single day. I work out in the morning. I I have a map of something I do every single day to follow Sean Whelan's core four principles. And one of the things is my mental, spiritual, motivational daily guidance is I listen to the exact same Joe Rogan podcast every single morning. And part of that is that Joe Rogan talks about is you can do anything. If there's somebody out there that's successful, that's doing something you want to do, you can do that. There, there are people, there are a variety of different things of people out there that are successful doing something. And he he talks about, don't use excuses like I have a family, I, I have mouths to feed, things like that. Don't do that. You, If there's something you want to do, just go out there and do it. Find somebody that's doing it and talk to them. Find somebody that's successful in a career field that you want to do, something that you're passionate about, that's that's making a lot of money doing that, that's very successful, and you talk to them. Even give yourself to them and say, you know what, I will... You're drawing pictures over there. What are you drawing over there? Anyways, <laughs> so you find somebody that's doing something that you want to do, and you learn from them in some sort of an apprenticeship or entrepreneurship, or you go to them and say, I like what you're doing. I like the fact that you're successful in what you're doing. How can I do this? What can I learn from you? What what can I do to do what you're doing? So you work for free if you have to for someone to figure out how to do that job and learn from them. This is this is an, an age old practice. There have been apprentices for years. If there's somebody that has a skill in leather work or making shoes, you have an apprentice that goes and works for them for free or for next to nothing to learn how to do that. So eventually they can become a cobbler or a master leather worker or, you know, it, it could be a pipe fitter or a electrician. You know, you go you go work for somebody else so that you can learn that trade. And if you're passionate about it and there's somebody that's making a successful career out of it and you really want to do that, you, you go and talk to the people who are already doing that and learn how to. That's that's it. If you want to do something, you want to learn how to do it, you got to work. You got to be at least offer to work for free. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. I have no interest in becoming a tree service, tree cutting, tree trimming we, service. We've talked right? about this. Yes, right. exactly. Right. I, don't, I know what you I don't, mean. Yeah. I don't want to get into that business. Mm-hmm. However, I have a friend who has a tree cutting service and he cut, yeah. cut a tree down for me. I helped him. I helped him, you know, anchor the tree down and all that stuff. He did the cutting and, uh, you know, he helped me block the tree up and all that stuff. But he's a friend of mine and, and we trade services. I, I sell him hay. He does the work for me. Super nice guy. But he has the bucket truck. He has the experience. He knows exactly. He's a chipper. He has all the things to run a tree service. I want to learn how to cut down trees mm-hmm. because we, we live in the sticks. It would benefit me personally to yep. know how to uh, fell a tree properly, safely, mm-hmm. Um you know, how the how his chipper works. I mean, I've never used a real chipper before, like a real big one where you could get sucked into it kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. what he has. Yeah. I've never used one before. I don't know all the nuances of doing this. Everything you do in life has certain nuances. Mm-hmm. And you don't really figure those out until you start doing them. You can't just train for all those tiny little details. So, you know, you, you worry about the safety things when it comes to training. But a lot of what you do in life is going to be on-the-job training, on-the-job experience, and that's how you learn how to do things proficiently and safely and all those things. So I have offered to him to work for free 
and he he usually has a kid work with him mm-hmm. to help him just kind of limb up the trees and, and that after he cuts him down. And uh, he told me, he said, it's so hard to find somebody to work. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to work. Kids don't want to work. He, it, it doesn't pay a lot. I'm sure I didn't ask him how much he pays the kids, but you know, to have a helper on the site, you're not going to pay this guy 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. You, you don't need to do that. It's it's not skilled labor. You have to run be able to run a chainsaw. I don't, I don't consider just cutting branches a, a skilled labor. Like actually figure out where the tree so it doesn't fall on the, the customer's garage. Mm-hmm. That's skilled labor. Yeah. So anyways, I thought, you know what? I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how the bucket truck works. I want to learn how the proper way to cut down a tree, chip it, all those things. So I offered to work for free for him. If he needs help on a job where he can't get somebody to work for him, I would work for him for free. And I put in a day or two labor. I'll bring my chainsaw, all those things. But I expect him to teach me mm-hmm. what he's doing. So when he notches a tree a certain way, I want him to explain that to me. So and I'm working for free. He teaches me a skill. And that that's how you do things in life. I mean, that that's that's how anybody learns everything. You know what I mean? I, I feel like the problem is is that um there's there's a lot of liability. In 2021, sure. 2020, 2021, the the time frame that we're in right now, I feel like there's a lot of liability. And business owners are reluctant to do this kind of stuff because they're afraid you're going to get hurt and then they're going to have this liability or you're going to do something that's going to jeopardize their business. Because I've been in the same situation where I'm like, I really want to learn this skill. I want to work for next to nothing or for free to learn this, to improve myself. And they're like, yeah, we we don't want to do that. You well, Or you don't know what you're doing, so we don't want you to work for it. Well, of course, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I want to come and work for you. I'm not skilled labor. I'm not professional at it. I want to come and have you help teach me for next to nothing or for very little compensation because I want to learn this. But they're reluctant because they're afraid of a liability. That's true. And we live in a super litigious society, yeah. too. And that that does not help the the point that we're trying to make here about working for free for somebody because it's not that easy anymore, I suppose. Yeah. But And, and, that, and that's unfortunate. But... You know, there's a lot of labor laws out there, too, which were intended mm-hmm. to protect, you know, against sweatshops and mm-hmm. things of that nature, having kids running sewing machines and, and, and making Nike shoes, for example, you know, things yeah. of that nature. I worked at McDonald's. It was my first job when I was 16 years old. And we had a tomato slicer. Mm-hmm. This tomato slicer was not a knife. It was a, a, just a little uh, device that you stick the tomato in and you, you slide the handle forward and it has a whole bunch of cutting blades in it. And it slices an entire tomato into however many pieces. Mm-hmm. I, at 16 years old, could not use that because I wasn't 18. I couldn't yeah. use machinery. That's considered machinery in these labor laws. So mm-hmm. there needs to be some adjustment there too because child labor, you're 16 working in a job and can't use a very safe tomato cutting machine. Mm-hmm. It's not even a machine. Like It's self-propelled. It's not like you push a button and you can get your hand. You can't screw this up. Mm-hmm. You cannot hurt yourself with this stupid machine. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't use it at 16. That's how ridiculous things have gotten too. Yeah. So, you know, this comes back to, I, I've heard stories from people who they go to, let's say an Ivy League college. They get an education in a particular field of study. They have the education and the knowledge that they've gained from this this school and this this training that they have now they go out into the workforce and they want to get a job but they don't have experience so they have student loan debt they have they have education they're intelligent but they have no experience in whatever field that this is so employers when they fill out a resume or whatever they may be the most eager best working person in the career field 
but they have no experience. So they get passed over for other people that have experience, even though they have this. So then they have to start a low-level job doing whatever menial work to try to gain up to this level of experience or whatever. So one of the things that I try to do is is like a goal setting and writing things down. This a lot of a lot of motivational speakers talk about this, a lot of professional career coaches talk about this. They say write things down, make lists. You want to make a list. If you think of something, and every time I think of an idea, I write something down or a goal that I have, I write something down. That way you have an accountability. It's something you're not going to forget. Maybe today I can't reach that goal. Or maybe today I can't do that thing that I want to. But if I look back two months from now or a year from now, I may be at a different point in my life where now I can achieve that goal or I can do whatever is on that list that I want to do because things have evolved in my life or things have changed in my life. It's kind of like the old adage. They say, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. Exactly. One bite at a time. That's how you eat an elephant. You can't eat it all at once. You have to do it one bite at a time. So I believe that by setting goals and writing things down, making lists, at some point, hopefully you'll achieve those goals on those lists that you have. I like what you're saying. I love what you're saying. I have a lot of input and I think we can go back and forth about this quite a bit. But we're hitting that mark in the episode. I think it's time to wrap it up. Let's finish this in the next episode. So... You good with that? Yeah. All right. So until next time, this has been Always Something Podcast. Podcast.